All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months, I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Heron. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all. And we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a likes his veg. Jacob! Well, I think you can like to introduce our co-host, a man who just had to have his mind swapped with a rat. Welcome to So what's up, Doc? <laughs> wrong, <laughs> wrong rabbit. <laughs> yeah, wrong rabbit. <laughs> but, you know, he's going get Certainly. <laughs> so how are you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Got up really early because obviously most of our audience knows that we record on Thursday, on thir- Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday nights, and uh, I had a makes you wonder why I bother to say morning. Yeah, well, they're they're listening on a Saturday morning. Obviously. We hope, we hope, we hope. He releases they, on a Saturday. Yeah, morning. they they could be listening on a Friday afternoon. Why would you be that late? Hey, whatever. Yeah, they could be listening to us in the year thirty forty one for all we know. Who knows. Which, by the way, if that's the case, and you have invented time travel, come get us. <laughs> Let us know. You know what time period this is. <laughs> Take that for whatever you will. <laughs> there was no political statement meant there whatsoever. I'm just trying to be honoring. Uh, yeah, doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, early warning. Uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting week so far. Mm-hmm. How about yours? That's as far as you're going to go with that, No! Okay, then. Okay, let's... I'm just let's... curious, because I know, I know something interesting happened yesterday morning. Yes, it did. Okay. <laughs> so, to back up to where Drew's applying to... Repl- uh, replying? <laughs> referring. Referring the to... the word the, you're looking Referring for. to... A DVD, that's all, folks. <laughs> referring to... So, over the weekend, I went and visited my parents over towards the Lake Livingston area in Texas. And so, be like, I was gone. I got back on Sunday, got into my apartment, dropped my stuff, dropped my gear, went over to another went into a Bible study, and after that, came home, went to sleep, got up early in the morning, went for a walk, a very nice, cool, breezy, and slightly... Wet, goodness, because it being the middle of October, and it's still being ninety degree over nearly a hundred degrees every day was starting to get old. Yes, it was. It was very much a blessing in disguise. I don't know if it was a blessing in the sky, maybe. Yeah, blessing in the sky, <laughs> but not okay. the skies. Yeah. So I get home, and I've got maybe an hour. We got a little over an hour to kill. Mm-hmm. So I get ready. I take a shower, the whole bit, and so. I'm going out the door, and I hear a cr- I feel a crunch underneath my shoe. Mm-hmm. 
I be like, have the door open, hear the crunch, look down, and there's a dead snake in my doorway. Now the question Cr- is, crawling with ants was okay. It had the ants on it, so yes. you didn't just kill it. No, no, because I I, I I said some words that I had to you know ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> Duh. Wouldn't but, we uh, all? Yeah, because apparently one of the uh, the the lack of the word, one of the jan- janitorial guys at work at the apartments heard me. He's like, "What's going on? Whoa, it's a snake!" It's like, "Yeah, how did it get there? Can you get it? Can you get it?" It's like, "Yeah, sure." And so, yeah, so I was a little rattled for most of the day. I on Monday, you were on Monday, and be like, I, I called the apartment complex and said, "Hey, this issue happened." Can you sweep the apartment? And they did, and it's like, okay, good deal. No more snakes in the apartment. Hopefully. And so I get I get home that day, and I am so paranoid. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm creeping in, checking every corner, you know, using my phone as a flashlight mm-hmm. everywhere. Double checking before you go to bed, because that's uh-huh. one thing you don't want to wake up to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even like, like last night, be like, I, I was double padding. Don't think my uh my 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 sheets the entire time because I'll feel something like either something would shift or something. I'd be like, mm. hold on, stomp, 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 just pounding. Ah, <laughs> There's nothing. It was a USB cable. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would have. One pulled... I can't use anymore because I just destroyed it by stomping on <laughs> it. But yeah, it was it was it was been a very interesting two days. And, uh, Admittedly, when I saw that post on Facebook, mm-hmm. I got to thinking, now wait a minute, you're less than 100 yards from me in the same apartment complex. Yes. So I looked around the apartment when I got <laughs> home, I was like, okay, if if he's got snakes, there's a chance. <laughs> Rather than snakes on a plane, it's snakes in an apartment. Yes. <laughs> With no Samuel L. Jackson to save us. <laughs> You were tired of these blankety-blank snakes on this blankety-blank apartment. (laughs) I can't take it anymore! Anyway. My week has been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I got a chance on Sunday, Sunday morning, to sing a solo at church. Uh Uh-huh. And I have been told that I did a good job. Yes, you did. It's not that I don't agree. It's just... (laughs) You never really know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like because you know you, you know you're up there. It's like I'm human. I know I had to have made a mistake somewhere, even if I can't think of where it is. <laughs> but anyway, well, to to give you you know the props that are due, because I was listening via the uh, Facebook Live mm-hmm. while driving back from my parents' place, and when your song came on, I was like, okay, that's true. The thing was, I couldn't distinguish either it was you or John sometimes seeing. I was like, okay, is that John? Or is that Drew? I was like, okay, that's it gotta be... me the whole time with the choir doing backup. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was, I was like, yeah, wait you a were, minute. You couldn't look at the screen, I understand. Yeah, be you like, driving. oh yeah, this is great! Ah! <laughs> it's like that video of that woman playing VR in a moving car while she's in the driver's seat. And you're like, what are you doing?! <laughs> Anyway, so it was definitely chasing rabbits. <laughs> Nothing new for this show, and pretty apropos for tonight. Yeah, pretty much. So, so what oh. have you been up to, Drew? 
what I've been watching since I just talked about what I've been. Yeah. That's right. Well, never mind. <laughs> yes. What, what have you been watching? What Drew? I've been watching. Um, I last last Tuesday on the last episode we recorded, I teased that there was a episode. There was a show that I thought was going to be coming out with a dub. Yeah. Then that week, I was wrong. Okay. That, that that dub did not come out, so I decided. I don't want to wait on this dub. I've been waiting for a while now. It's right here on the Funimation app on my PS4. I'm going to go ahead and watch Demon Slayer. Okay, then. It is set in early 90, 1900s Japan. Okay. I think before World War One. Okay. And the only reason I know that is because... When they're in the country, it's what you expect of, you know, medieval Japan. Right. They get to to- the guy gets to Tokyo, and it's like he's in 1920s era New York. Mm. Right? That's, the, that's the first thought that comes to my mind. And the more I've thought about it, and the more I've done research on it, not even Tokyo was up to that. Tokyo was not would not have had that much electricity, or no. the and by by World War One. I. I got you. But it's one of the things you look at. You go, this has to be. Obviously, we're not. If this was in, if this was after World War One, it would be. They would say it's in the Showa era, but they keep saying era. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, I know that's not. I know. I know they're not to the modern era Japan, mm-hmm. and it's obviously not anywhere near World War Two. Because I anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Plus, I did some research, and apparently, what take this takes place in nineteen eleven. All that beside the point. It is an interesting show. Okay. The world is there are demons out there. Okay, that are that when they attack you, you know they, you know they they, they attack humans. That's the they're, they're more oni than demons, but demon is the translation yeah. they went with. Okay, they eat humans, hmm. and this one certain type of demon, when he scratches you or bites you or injures you in any way, you turn into a demon. Okay, then. So this kid, this poor. This t- he's he's his family is impoverished. He's one of like five kids. The father's dead, and the mother is well. She's the mother. She can't really leave, and yep. he's he's essentially the man of the house. Okay, you get right down to it. I got you. He it's getting close to New Year's. He's going to go sell, and they make money selling charcoal. He's heading to town to sell some charcoal so they can have a nice New Year's. Because this is definitely pre Western influence Japan because they don't care about Christmas. Yeah. He gets back the next day. Mm-hmm. All of his family is dead. Brutally dead, wow. I should say. If you don't... This is definitely not a show for kids. Gotcha. I'll put that right there, because there's too much blood for that. But his, his a younger sister isn't dead. But she's sleeping. But, so, he can tell she has been injured. So he run is trying to run her to town. Well, as he's about halfway to town, she starts waking back up, and she's not his younger sister anymore. She's been turned into a demon, and she attacks him, of course, because she's being bru- she's got this. You know, it's it's like when you watch a vampire show, yeah. and the newborn vampires are. Yeah. Hungry. Hungry and ultra strong. And ultra strong. Essentially kind of what this is. Yeah. 
And a demon slayer, you know, cursing himself for being a half day late. Yeah. Tries to save our main hero from getting attacked by a sister, but the hero is protecting the sister because he's convinced that that is still his sister. Yeah. And he does, and he's actually a pretty decent fighter. He does some things that, you know, really take this guy for surprise. But eventually he gets knocked out. And the only reason it does not end, the only reason the show doesn't end there, is because the demon sister, despite her hunger and everything, Mm -hmm. starts to protect her brother from this guy. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So that changes this guy's mind about what's going on. Yeah. And he sends them off, you know, he sends them off to this guy to be trained. Yeah. As a demon slayer. And suggesting, you know, don't let anyone see your sister because if they see her, they're going to be attacked. And, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously don't let her out in the sun because if she goes in the sun, she'll burn up because that's just how it works here. Yeah. I've watched through six episodes before I realized what time it was. Wow. That's how good the show is. (laughs) Now, unfortunately, right now, if you go to the Funimation app, you can only get it subtitled. Mm. However... Later this month, or early next month, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure which, the dub is premiering on Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. I highly suggest, if you've got the means, to partake. Okay, then. As long as you're an adult. Because while there's not anything suggestive sexually, very violent. Okay. Very violent. They do not... Hold back. Hold back on the bloodiness of stuff. Like okay. That scene where he walks back up on his house mm-hmm. is... I mean, they don't, there's not guts or anything, but it's like, you wonder if they ran out of red ink. <laughs> With their anime. Despite the fact it's a digital show. Yeah. It's like, oh my word. <laughs> I mean, if you think an episode, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope that Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's corpses laying on the desert sand is brutal. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hold a candle. <laughs> okay, then. That's mild. Okay, I got you. One of those shows. One of the, yeah, and it, it, does, it does not hold back. I mean, I've seen every, all, all ages be brutally dismembered. It's not gore. For gore's gore, sake. It's not for gore's sake. It's this is how it would look and we're being accurate. Right. But at the same time, it's still, you know, a fantasy story that takes place in early 1900s Japan. Okay. You'll never look at Michael Jackson the same way again because the main villain is dressed like Michael Jackson. Okay, in, then. In, uh, you know, the white suit and hat, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. I can't remember which thing that is because I don't care about Michael Jackson. But anyway. Yeah, I know which movie you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Alright, good deal. What have you been watching? Oh, quite a bit, actually. So let's get the, the, the smaller one out of the way really fast. Okay, so before we recorded, I noticed to be like, okay, I've got good signal because I don't have internet in my apartment currently, you know, where, mm-hmm. where we are right now. Which that, is that, one of the main reasons we don't have video podcasting going. We don't, we don't have a video stream yet, and why we haven't had any guest speakers. Yes. Or guest hosts. Yeah, that should change within probably like a month or so. Oh, I didn't. I was unaware of that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I did not know you had decided to go that route. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so I started watching Disney uh, Plus. Is what changed your mind, isn't it? 
Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Because <laughs> I just realized I just started doing the math. That's when Disney Plus comes out. Right. So, anyways, I, I turn on Netflix and the show that I had previously watched in the worst place ever. <laughs> ah, that episode just came out. That's last Saturday. Okay, good deal. So, I watched two episodes of Kill the Kill. It's a good show. It's it is definitely not for kids. De- definitely not for kids and not the best place to watch at church. Or at work. Or at work. Anyway. Anyways, so I, I wound up watching two episodes and they're... I'm going to have to catch up just so I can keep up with where you're at. Yeah, the, you know, just I've only, slightly I've bonkers only, beyond belief. I've only watched, I think, like five episodes. So. Right. Which one are you up to? Uh, I think I'm on episode... I mean... I don't remember where it, the numbers. I'd, oh, okay. Uh, what yeah, yeah. happened? Oh, uh, let me think. What and happened? By now, you had to have the uh, the race to school. Yeah, the, that was that was the one that was the previous, and this this one currently was the the needle guy. Oh, from the sewing club. No, it's not. No, not from the sewing, sewing club. club. Um, okay, I am going to have to catch it. Yeah, he's the guy. He looks like he's wearing tackle tackle uniform and. He's oh, like, the guy okay. who's yeah. You act, need to know two things. Who's the kind of guy? Yeah, the yeah that guy. Yeah, completely against the idea of the life thread stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's so I, I watched you know two episodes before we were start recording. And it's like okay, this is a fun fun series, and you know it's it better because I watched a good large portion of it subtitled. Oh, okay. Before I was like, ah, this is cool and all. I would love to know what's actually going on without having to read this fast. <laughs> Especially when you get to Makoto, because yes. she goes 90 miles an hour, even in the Japanese version. Oh and my gosh. You can't keep up. I was pausing to keep to read the subtitles of what she was saying like, in every second, because it'd be like, stop, I can't read that fast. <laughs> That's why I prefer English. Which is why I prefer English, but I, I'm not against subs. I got you. So, my second one is, I didn't see this episode, mm-hmm. but I've heard of it. And so, as probably most people know, I'm a huge fan of Tangled. And, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. So, apparently, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure Season 3 dropped, I think, this previous weekend. or previous Oh, I was weekend. unaware of that. Yes. So, I was going to wait till uh, Disney Plus came, because I know that series is in the Disney Plus Yes, lineup. which I'm really looking forward to. Um... Along with Phineas and Ferb, which I want to watch all the way through Phineas and Ferb again. <laughs> so, the dumbest show I, on that's ever come out, but I love it because it's also brilliant. <laughs> so they 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 obviously just released season season three episode one, mm-hmm. and there was this theory going around with a bunch of the the fan the fandom of this show because it is huge. This is a huge fandom of the show. Mm-hmm. And so there was, you know, theory going around. It's like, oh, who is Cass's mother? Who's Cass's mother? We don't know her past. We don't know anything about her, really. Uh, mother Gothel. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing, because it's like, that would make the most sense. Yeah. So... But the... wait a minute. Anyway. So, anyways, at the end of the... That way the end... they're technically sisters. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. No. Am I spoiling stuff without realizing it? Okay. <laughs> so, at the end of season two, at the end of season two, the entire thing is to get to the, the Moonstone. Get to the Moonstone, because if 
Rapunzel gets to the Moonstone. She'll have ultimate power, and she can she can you know do all these amazing things. So she she'll go is, Super Saiyan, kind of, <laughs> kind of. So it's golden hair after all. And so just see, so she's about to grab this Moonstone. Who grabs it? Cass. Mm-hmm. And Cass and we're like, this is be like, I want my dream. And she's tired of being second place. And so she transforms and the whole jazz. And so apparently in the new episode, we get that follow up. Be like, we get obviously the new song, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, they do a lot of songs. And apparently we do a flashback. <laughs> and so we finally get, we finally get to see like Cass is a little girl. Mm-hmm. And so we go into this little cabin and be like, Cass would be like, this place seems familiar. And she's holding this little wind up, you know, like jewel box, jewelry box. Mm-hmm. And she walks to them and be like, you know, can you be like, mom, can you wind this? And instantly you hear the voice and it's like, oh crap. It's Mother Gothel. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh snap. So spoilers well, galore if you haven't watched the episode yet. I mean, you you look at the character design and it's obviously yes. the inspiration for Cass was Mother Gothel. Yes. So it makes sense. Oh yeah. And so we, we get the uh, origin of like where Mother Gotham goes, leaves the silver Rapunzel, and be like is incredibly cruel to little Cass, and just like it just broke your heart. Be like when be like she stolen Rapunzel and is you know fleeing from the guards. She she stops right in front of her old, her her home where Cass is, who's mm-hmm. just a little thing, and uh, the guards barge in, be like, "Where is it? Where's the princess?" And you see Mother Gothel, she's standing outside the door, kind of like, do I go in? Do I get my own child? Do I just take off? And literally, she just cuts the bridge to her own home and walks and, you know, rides off into the night. And it's like, oh, just like heartbreaking. Mm. Oh my gosh. Just that, that tore me up. I was like, oh, dude, this is terrible. But so good at the same time. Right. <laughs> so I be obviously, I can't wait to actually see the, the series because... Because if you want to watch it, either you have to have you Come. know the the Disney Channel to watch it, mm-hmm. or Disney Now, which rely you have to have uh, some provide some uh, cable network service for it. That is until Disney Plus comes out, and then you only have to wait a year for the new season. Probably. Exactly. So I'm assuming there's it's not going to be yeah. an immediate bring over. Yes. So my third and final show that I watched. So. As probably some people know, I'm a fan of the CW era of Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, there was a Crisis show... already happened, didn't it? No, Crisis has not happened. It's, okay. it's happening this season. Which I'm really looking forward to. How many I may, characters are going to be in this season? I may just watch that one episode and be happy. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm not going to bother trying to catch up. Okay, yeah. There, there's, there's too much to watch. Yes. So, there was one show coming out. You know, Batwoman. Uh, yeah, so I, I'd be like, the trailer came out, and I was like, I am not going to like this show whatsoever. Could have told you that. Well, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm going to watch mm-hmm. the first episode on the app. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching it, and it's like, okay. It's like, okay, this is who this is. Oh, okay. Not clever. Okay, no, 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 no. All right, I'm going to look away. No, not watching that. It's... <laughs> It's so be like the the show rolls on and be like it takes me like you know a couple hours to watch it because obviously I'm not I can't sit still for you know yeah that long in one sitting for some reason staring at your phone yeah staring at my phone 
So a little easier when it's a big television for yeah, some reason. A little bit. So after watching the entire thing, I'm like, okay, this is cliche beyond belief. And uh, the ending threw me. I was like, oh, really? Okay. Because apparently for spoilers, whoever is going to watch Batwoman, apparently at a very young age, uh, Katie, who's our, our, our main character, mm-hmm. apparently Batman tries to save a bus. Apparently the Joker's driving this bus. Runs Katie and her mother and her younger sister off the road. Mm-hmm. So Batman tries to save him, but for some reason his equipment fails, and Katie's the only one who survives. Of course. Yeah, and so this is a woman who is angry at everybody. Be like, she's angry She's angry at her father, she's angry at the, everybody. <laughs> she's one of the people that... Is she angry at Batman? Somewhat. If she's angry at Batman, why did she become Batwoman? <laughs> Because Bruce Wayne is her cousin. Dum dum dum. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it, it's 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 so it's so cliche. It's not even funny. It's like oh be like oh because be like oh you're Bruce Wayne's cousin. Be like oh you're like a female Bruce Wayne. It's just like come on really. <laughs> it's like really uh, it, it, like, yeah. The, the, other stuff they're really trying to hammer home. It's like, okay, we get it. You don't need to overemphasize this. That was but, the whole point of that character. Yeah. But it's like, okay, this it's and uh there was one part where she's she's like, okay, they she finds out that Bruce Wayne's Batman and uh she finds the suit. And she's like and she's found out that her, her girlfriend has been kidnapped by these these uh the these, Jokerettes. Uh, they're not. They're not jokerettes. They're 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 guys in rabbit uh, mask. Okay, at least that's a Batman villain that could be connected to uh, what's his name, Mad Hatter. No, it's not Mad Hatter. It's, it could be connected. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it can be connected. But and she's like, okay, so uh, she she tells uh, I think his last name's Fox, Lucius Fox. Yeah, Lucius Fox kid or something like that. And so she's demanding be like. Be like, you need to modify this suit. I'm like, wait a minute, it's perfection. Be like, you know, it's perfection until woman, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, oh, that's interesting. But I kept thinking, I was like, wait a minute. I was, okay, this is a woman who's probably about my height. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thinner, built more like a woman. Yes. Batman is built more like J.J. Watt. <laughs> From the Texas, the, uh, the Houston Texans. Right. Yeah, it's Batman. You're like, he's not a little dude. He's huge. So that's not modifying a suit. That's completely rebuilding a brand new suit for her. Mm-hmm. And they change it like the next episode. It's like, okay, what was that about? Comic <laughs> and, books. Yeah, comic books. In the worst possible way. <laughs> that's like, that's stolen from the 60s. Yeah, pretty much. So you just put it in your suit modification machine. <laughs> So the the episode the episode ends. I'm like, okay, sorry, bat suit modification machine. Yeah, bat. You gotta, yeah. Keep, you gotta keep that branding. Uh-huh. It's the '60s era. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Anyways, so we get to the end of the episode. We faced our baddie. She does not. She doesn't do a very good job. She the only reason she's doing to save her girlfriend be like she dumped her to be in the military. So <laughs> apparently, someone's obsessed. <laughs> no kidding. And so there's the writer. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's, there's, you know, the be like, oh, she's married to a dude now. Okay, so the whole reason I came here for nothing. <laughs> and uh, so she, you know, faces the villain. She, she wins by the skin of her teeth. Not really, but she, she finds this dagger. And she's, you know, looking at it. And she's, you know, writing a, a letter to Bruce and be like, yeah, before you kill me, be like, be like for, you know, for hijacking your gear and that kind of stuff. And she's, you know, yammering on about, you need to hear my story, like all CW shows are now. Mm-hmm. And so, be like, she's she's looking at this gym, and for all the flashbacks, apparently her sister was wearing a necklace of the same gym. It's like, oh my gosh, my sister's the villain! I'm like, okay, that was an interesting turn. A little bit. I didn't see that one coming. She's like, okay. Slightly interested in what's going to happen next. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I kind of spoiled most of... And you didn't make me want to watch it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, okay, yeah, so I, I watched Batwoman. It's like, it's not the greatest. And obviously, because obviously for reasons mm-hmm. that it's being over... It's being hyped. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, one, she's not a she's not a likable character at all. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, I can totally get why Oliver Queen becomes Arrow. I totally understand why uh, Barry Allen becomes the Flash. Mm-hmm. They're both likable characters. You know why Kara Zorro becomes Supergirl? Yeah, because they're likable characters and they want to do good. This chick is just, this girl, this woman, is just angry about everything. She's mad at her dad because her dad will let her do this. And the guy apologizes to her. Mm-hmm. Be like, I love you. That's the reason I didn't want you to do this. And she's still moping about it. Mm. <laughs> oh, because my, my dad doesn't love me because he didn't let me do this. He's trying to help you. <laughs> it's a He's doing his fatherly thing, not to make sure you don't get hurt. Right. But, no, because you're trying to tell me I can't do something. You don't love me. Anyways. (laughs) Ran about that over. (laughs) That irritated the fire out of me. (laughs) Because I I, I went back to my normal saying, and be like, okay, cry me a river, build a bridge, and get over it. The, the man has basically said, I love you. This is the reason I did this. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, that job you've always wanted, be like, if you want it, it's yours. And then the next scene, she's moaning about her how her dad doesn't love her and nobody else understands her. And be like, be like, the reason I became Batwoman is to be like, for I can make my own rules. Pwah! Okay. <laughs> it's like, that's all what Bruce, that's all why. Batman became... Bruce Wayne became Batman. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne became Batman because his parents died. Yeah. And he wanted to make sure what happened to his parents and him didn't have DNA or their kid. Mm-hmm. Or anybody else. That's why he became Batman. It wasn't because, oh, he's a rebel. And doesn't follow the rules. And it's like... Okay, apparently you've never read nearly 80 years of comics. <laughs> but... Anyway. Anyways... The, the, the main character of this show is not likable at all. She pushes people around. She's to be like, 
Yeah, it's it's it's. Ugh. I'll probably give it one more episode to be like, okay, is this any good at all? Okay. And uh, yeah, so apparently there's gonna be a tie-in with you know the crisis on Infinite Earth. Oh, of course. Earth. And it's like, okay, how's this gonna play out? Anyways, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. Rant over. For now. For now. <laughs> anyway, uh, the only bit of news I found. Get this back up. So DreamWorks Animation has announced two new feature films for 2021. Okay. One is called The Bad Guys, and the other is an untitled movie that is tentatively tentatively be calling Spirit Riding Free. Okay. The Bad Guys is about five bad guys doing uh, the hardest job they've ever done, being good. Okay. It's apparently based on a book. It looks, there's no trailer or anything, because this is that early on. Yeah. But it sounds like an interesting idea, and DreamWorks does tend to do good jobs. Yeah. So I'm all for giving it a shot. Okay. So this piece of news actually came in. Oh, by the way, my news came from Cartoon Brew. Okay. Yeah, this piece of news that I'm bringing up actually was brought to my attention by one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you, Heather, for bringing uh, apparently Netflix is, they are releasing a new, uh, new anime film called Claws, hmm. uh, which is set, no, which is supposed to be set, be, the movie is supposed to be set, supposed to be released November 8th of this year, mm-hmm. it, which basically it's kind of a retelling of the origin of Santa Claus. Okay. Because apparently this. That hasn't been done enough. Yeah. So apparently, it's this this uh, this postmaster comes to this small town, which is just, you know grim and just like there's no happiness in this little town. Mm-hmm. And so he meets Claus, who apparently is a big guy. I'm forgetting who he's being voiced by, but apparently he's a toy maker. And so be like, it's like if you make toys, we'll give them out to kids. And it's basically the kind of a reimagining of how Santa Claus became Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And apparently the mayor is not liking this whatsoever. Be like, there's happiness in my town. We can't have this. So apparently it's just big, you know, kind of streets of New York kind of battle. Mm-hmm. The, the, the movie that came out years ago or several years ago. And it's like, okay, this looks fun. <laughs> it's like, okay, I might give it a shot. So there again, thank you, Heather, for bringing that to my attention. Okay. So that's all I've got for news. Alrighty. Well, then let's hit our spoiler-free portion of the review for our movie, which is ironically about chasing rabbits. Yes. Uh, the movie session is our third movie of Halloween month and is called Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. <laughs> Described by its directors as the world's first vegetarian uh, horror movie. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about it? Oh, a lot of fun. Sil- you know, it's a very silly British comedy. Mm-hmm. As a very good, light-hearted uh, horror movie. And all the rabbit puns you can think of. <laughs> uh, it's, it's enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, and it's plus stop-motion claymation. Yes. So, it, is, it is the first time we've reviewed one of those. Yes. So, 
It's a lot of fun. It's it's one of those films you could watch. You could you know hit pause and just watch every frame as they build into mm-hmm. it, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Ours. There's and there's a lot of little gags in the background of every shot. Yes, there are. Uh, yeah, so I definitely recommend it uh, for those. Be like, it is definitely family friendly. There's nothing really, and unless you are scared of a very big bunny, who's yeah, eat, who's eating a lot of vegetables. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. What do you got? I mean, it is. A th- it is a funny movie if you like British comedy. Yes. Admittedly, if you don't like British comedy, there may not be much here for you. Um, but like like you said, it is good. It is claymation. There's a lot of stuff in the background of every shot. It's beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely also say it's family friendly. It's you should give it a shot. I agree. Yeah. So. I guess we should move into our full spoiler-filled review of Mm -hmm. Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Beware the rabbit! So, Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Wallace and Gromit, first off, was originally created by Nick Park. Okay. He was also, uh, he is the director and writer, uh, along with Steve Box, of this mo- of Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Mm-hmm. The movie was also written by Mark Burton, who is most well known for uh, the first Madagascar movie. Ah. And uh, Bob Baker, uh, who, the main thing I saw that was interesting for him is that he wrote an episode, some episodes of Doc, the modern Doctor Who series. Okay. And is b- apparently the only person allowed to write any dialogue for the character of K-9 in that show. Okay. Because every single thing on there is like, character dialogue for K-9. It's like, why is he the only one allowed to write for this guy? <laughs> for this character? It's a robot dog. Why is he the only one allowed to write for him? But anyway... Uh, the music was by uh, Julian Knott, who mm-hmm. wrote the music for all the other previous Wallace and Gromit cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast, starting with uh, Peter Salas as Wallace and Hutch. By the way, it's a fair warning going into this. You're, I when I pull this list, I go based on stuff I know. Yeah, a lot of these people are, of course, British actors. Mm-hmm. Those of you who keep up with British television and movies might notice a uh, trend in my viewing habits of British television by list by who I list here oh, as what okay. they've been in. I I'm just going to give you all a fair warning. So uh, Peter Salas, who played both Wallace and Hutch, plays the character of Penley in the Doctor Who ser- uh, ser- uh, episodes of the Ice Warriors from the second Doctor's run. Okay. Ralph Fiennes, who plays Victor Quartermain, he plays he who must not be named in Harry Potter. Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort! <sighs> Fine. Uh, Helena Potter. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. I found interesting. Oh, she plays Lady Camp- Campanula Tottingham. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that she played Bellatrix Lestrange, Lestrange. in Lestrange in Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> And she did Which is interesting considering the reverse nature of the relationship yeah. between this and that. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Oh no, get away from me, get away from me. Yes. Uh, Peter K. Okay. Played PC Macintosh. Okay. You gotta love that pun. Yes. Uh, in the uh, doc, the the 10th Doctor episode, Love and Monsters, he played Victor Kennedy. Okay. Nicholas Smith, who played Reverend Clement Hedges. Oh, gosh. Played Wells in three episodes of Doctor Who. There's a theme here. I told you there would be. Uh, Liz Smith played Mrs. Mulch. She previously played Grandma Georgina in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. That's different. Yeah. Uh, John Thompson played Mr. Windfall. And did you ever hear of a movie called Inkheart? Inkheart? Yes. I've heard of it, yes. I've only heard... It's the only thing I thought that I thought most people would even recognize, and even this is a little stretching it. Yeah. He apparently played a character in that called Darius. Okay. I don't know. I All I know about Inkheart is that it stars Brendan Fraser. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Mark Gaddis played Mrs. Bl- Blight. He's most well known for playing Mycroft Holmes in Sherlock. Ah. Geraldine McKellen played uh, Mrs. Thrip. And in the 2009 season of Red Dwarf, she played Cassandra. Okay, then. <laughs> Like I said, I had a hard time finding stuff, so most of this is shows I've watched. Okay. <laughs> uh, Edward Kelsey, who played Mr. Growbag, previously played a character named uh, Edu in Doctor Who, The Creature from the Pit, and Resno in Power of the Daleks. I know that means nothing to you, and probably to a lot of people. Well, it'd be like, I've, I've watched quite uh, a bit it, of Who, but not keep, that much Who. Keep in mind, this is stretching all the way back to first doctor over the entire there are people in here from all over the 50th 50 years of doctor who wow um dickon ashworth played mr mulch he played uh in 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 the doctor who uh episode time lash which was i think a seventh doctor when i looked it up Mm -hmm. he played a character named sezen but in the horrible movie crawl which I've only seen the Rift Tracks version of. Okay. He played a character named Bardolph. Uh, Robert Horvath played Mr. Dibbler. Okay. This is all he's ever played. Okay. He has two credits. One is this movie. The other is the game based on the movie, and he plays the same character. Okay. There was an Xbox One game based on this movie, I didn't, which I did not know. That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Peter Atkin played Mr. Croc, and the only thing I saw was that he was uh, additional voices in the movie Planet 51. Okay. Uh, ben Whitehead played Mr. Leeching, and he played the pirate who likes sunsets and kittens in the Pirates Band of Misfits. I was re- I'm really stretching at this point, because these last two people, I have nothing. Okay. Nani Lewis played Mrs. Girdling, and Vincent E. Ab- Ibrahim played Mr. Kalish. Now, admittedly, with Mr. Kalish, uh, or Vincent, he had stuff. He had a long list of stuff. I didn't recognize any of them. Okay. So my apologies there. But anyway, that's the cast list. Okay. So, the movie was released on October 7th, 2000. Oh, I did forget to mention that Gromit was played by himself. Of course. (laughs) That wasn't officially credited. I just threw that in there. Yeah, he does woof. (laughs) 
I think once. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't speak at all. He's a very quiet dog. No, I, of course, the other dog doesn't, doesn't even bark either. I don't no, think. he does. He, he growls. growls, but I, it, I did not see a listing on who, who was his growl. And while my first assumption will always be Frank Welker, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> all right. So, this movie was released on October 7th, 2005. It had a budget of, now granted this is in U.S., mm-hmm. not U.K., nothing pounds. So, it had a budget in, of $30 million. Mm-hmm. Its U.S. opening was $16, 16 million and change. Mm-hmm. Its U.S. gross was only $56, in cha- $56 million. So it's worldwide release. Its gross altogether was one hundred and ninety million dollars in change. Now, technically, that sounds like it made money. It did make money, but from my research, I found out this movie, along with Flushed Away, mm-hmm. are they both were considered to have underperformed at by DreamWorks, and yeah. that's why Ardman. Uh, that's why they cut ties with Ardman Entertainment. Yeah, it's weird. Be like you have a movie that, you know, obviously had you know a a, a small budget mm-hmm. and made you know made a really good return. But one of the other things I read is most most of the notes that were being sent over back over to them was movie. I know. <laughs> that's what DreamWorks kept sending them. But anyway, admittedly, I can see how. Name recognition alone, I think, could get people in seats. Yeah. Maybe if the... Or get adults in seats, I should yeah. say. The... I can kind of see maybe why kids didn't get into this movie. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like name re- recognition for a... A really terrible movie that came out a couple of years called Doom. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible movie. Don't go watch it. The only movie stupid enough to try and replicate the first person shooter view. I don't mean following the point of view of the of the character. I mean literally having the gun bounce up and down on the movie screen in front of you. Don't do that. <laughs> that only works in some instances. It won't work in a movie. Yeah. But anyways. Alright. So... As our listening audience knows, that we do the good and the bad of the movie. And if there's something to be made fun of, the ugly. Yeah. Which we do the ugly anyway. Yeah, we do the ugly anyway. So, what is your number one for the good? The number one thing I liked about this movie, all of the puns. (laughs) Oh my word. I just listed a lot of them in that cast list. Yes. Like Mrs. Mulch. Uh, PC Macintosh. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'm, and of course you have, uh, Wallace's, one of Wallace's inventions, the Bunvac 2600. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> they just suck you all these little buddies and they're all yes. just sucking them. <laughs> but I, all those little puns, those little jokes that were everywhere for this. I even remember one point where... After it's revealed that, well, by the time we know that Wallace is the were-rabbit. Yes. Spoiler alert. Uh, which you can kind of tell from the beginning. Yeah. If we're being honest. But uh, at one point, he does say, 
what's up, Gromit? <laughs> it's like, did, did I hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. Oh, you went God. there. <laughs> and I thought Spider-Pig saying that's all, folks, was pushing it. <laughs> and how, wasn't curious, how, didn't know how that was legal. Well, they weren't the first to do it. No, they weren't. But anyway. Oh. Uh, and, yeah. That's one of the first things I liked about it, is that all the puns, they're everywhere throughout this movie. Even the and little visual gags. Of, yeah. Uh, like, all the different ways that the vegetables are under lock and key by Antipesto. Yes, that was it's so like, funny. They have... They, what do they do? Taylor make every single one of these for each vegetable? Apparently. Why? <laughs> Not that we ever saw what was actually done at Lady Tottingham's. No. Other than she was a customer and he, he put her picture up on the wall with the light up eyes. But anyway. Well, he was kind of gaga for her. Well, he was doing that with all the customers. Obviously, she was a customer. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, what's your num- what's your number one? My number like? one, number one, like it's stop motion claymation. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I, I'd be like the the first scene is like oh because I've done claymation before and it is hard. Yeah, because it's literally you're taking hours and hours and hours for like a. There is a reason why a lot of the claymation is not used for stop motion anymore. And it's all gone to like uh, pre-printed, like uh, 3D printed stuff. Yeah. In more recent years. Yeah. Or in the case of Robot Chicken Toys. Yeah, pretty much. But, oh my gosh, the first opening scene of the, the cop, you know, walking his beat. is It's like every step, all the lighting, you have to get that mm-hmm. correct. It's literally, if you don't know what claymation stop motion is, is literally, you have to set all your lights... Set your character, take a picture, take one single action, set it, make sure your lighting's right, and repeat that for hours and days and days and years and years and years and years. Keeping in mind that film is 20 frames, i.e. 20 pictures, yes. a second, a and that this movie is 85 minutes long. Yeah. So wrap, wrap that around your heads a little bit. Yeah. That is three years in the making. Three years. Which is lightning fast. Oh, yes. Yeah. For this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Look at uh, uh, another movie we'll be doing for uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Which is, our next one, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. How long did that one? Oh, we'll get into that when we yeah, get to that we'll, movie. Yeah, we'll get to that movie. But, uh, yeah, just the, the animation is just in this movie. Mm-hmm. Be like... No, obviously you can't do everything because you know. Be like the, the fur the, on the were rabbit itself. Oh my was, gosh! Yeah, that's obviously not clay. Yeah, but oh my word, did they do? I don't know how they did that with the with the fur on that rabbit as much as they did because some of that shouldn't be possible. Yeah, because either they they had like a like a synthetic something that it looks synthetic. Yeah, it's it's obviously a synthetic fur. But it doesn't. It still moves like claymation. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> oh yeah. And like when uh, Wallace and Gromit they get up and they you know go through the 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 vacuum the tubes and the whole bit 
they're, you're, they're getting dressed because it's all automated. Because yes. Wallace is a, you know, an inventor. An inventor. And apparently he's just lazy because he wants to eat cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the point where it's even like, it's, you know, captioned in the uh, uh, the title sequence. Or the, uh, yeah, the opening sequence there where it's the pictures. Yeah. That you go there. And that's perfect. That plus, was great. You gotta love uh, Gromit went to. You know, the dog yeah. went to Dogwarts University. See, that was great. <laughs> really interesting, a, considering Voldemort and Bellatrix are in are playing in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When, when they when uh, Wallace Gromit they they clap their uh, their their tea mugs together or their mm-hmm. coffee mugs together, and you and see the, the, the liquid. The yeah. liquid. Oh, that was so, just like, genius. Oh my word. I don't know. Okay, I admittedly do not know what goes into how, how to do most of the stop motion stuff. Yeah, I've never lot. read up any on it. I have no idea how they did the clay, the clay, the clay liquid for that yeah. scene. It's like, how did you do that? It's obviously it, it looks like it's in the air, but I know you had to. It had to be connected to the ground somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of compositing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of compositing in this movie. And it's just, it just had to have been compositing. Yeah, it's compositing. Because they're going to, I've done claymation before, and good night, it is just a headache and a half. Mm-hmm. Definitely when you're doing it by yourself. So, a very, 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 very short story back in seventh, I think seventh grade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventh grade. Not so, that I'm agreeing, it's like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, back in eighth grade. I don't know what you did in seventh, eighth grade. Uh, okay. So, I was in advanced arts in uh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so, we did uh, traditional film. Mm-hmm. We did claymation. We did animation. Mm-hmm. And claymation, because I was assigned these two, these two, uh, these two other uh, girls that were classmates. And one of them didn't want to do the work. Obviously, because well, some it's people, a group project. There's always one. Yeah. So, and I was the kind of person that was, you know, I still am in some ways. That if you're not going to do it, get out of my way. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do it, I'll give you some credit. And so I did the entire project by myself, mm-hmm. and uh, I gave them credit, even though they didn't do anything. Oddly enough, I wanted dating in high school. <laughs> okay. Um, not rubbing it in, just you know that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a lot of hours. Be like, good. I don't know how many hours I spent working on that thing. Because like, I think one of the one of the one of the young ladies that I work with, Sherry, be like, she actually helped with the project a little bit. Where the other girl didn't want to work at it at all. It's like, okay, fine. We'll give you we'll give you credit. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was a very interesting experience. It, it's one of those experiences I'll never I'll never forget. I wish I still had the uh, the footage of this, and uh, I'm pretty sure if I could probably track down my original that that teacher, uh, he probably has it somewhere. But, oh sure, yeah, it's it's somewhere. But anyways, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a very very interesting semester of learning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, playmation amazing. Just drop dead. Oh my gosh, how they do it? That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Slap Jordan everything. Incredible. What's your number two? My number two. It just left my mind. <laughs> uh, my number two. Actually, yeah, I remember that. My number two is uh, the, bun- the the scene where um, 
the bunny gets sucked into the bun vac and goes to bunny heaven. Oh, yes! <laughs> I love that. That's the line says, uh, like, he flips the button that says, on, uh, onward to bunny heaven or something to that effect. Yeah. The bunnies are running away from the the suction in the ground, which, yeah. I'm sorry, suction don't work that way. No, it doesn't. It's not that's that, a, that's a, that is a very strong vacuum. Oh, yeah. To be able to pull bunnies across the la- the landscape, including like a human and, and a human, yes, it sucks in there and it's. <laughs> well, what made that that scene even funnier was the uh, the the hunter character. What's his name? Victor Quartermain. Victor Quartermain sounds like a character from General Hospital. <laughs> I was a kid at homeschool. Come it's on, fine. I know it's these fine. characters' names. Um... So Victor is about to shoot the rabbit, and he thinks the the bunny thinks it's dead. Yeah, thinks but he's it's, that's right. He's the one who says, "Time to send you to Bunny Heaven." Then, he shoots, but before he shoots, the bunny gets sucked down the hole. Oh. So the bunny wakes up and it's heading through a tunnel at fast <laughs> speed. He's like, "Oh, I'm dead," <laughs> and then he's floating. And then he's floating all these other bunnies, bunnies. around. It's like Bunny Heaven. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then it pulls up. You're like, oh, you're in this big yeah. glass tank. It's like, that That's, was incredible. That was incredible. It's like, he's heading towards the lights. <laughs> you're in Buddy Evan. <laughs> Until you realize you're in a big containment field. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, all that part there with the, um, the bun vac. Mm-hmm. And every time the bun vac showed up, including at the end yeah. where, uh, for some reason, you can't just let them out of the glass thing to let them go free at, at the Bunny Wildlife Sanctuary. You have to put it on blow and blow them back through the holes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I know it's funny, don't get me wrong, but why? <laughs> uh, who knows? And then, of course, Hutch at the end. Jeez! <laughs> Always a part of me. One part of me will always be at Tottingham Hall. That's not the part she wanted. <laughs> you nitwit. Anyway. Uh, what is your second thing? Okay. For, for context, this is the first time I ever saw this film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. No, we didn't. We'll come back to that. We'll, we'll, we'll do that between likes and dislikes. Yeah. For difference. Yeah. So, you know, just being a rough, you know, rough idea. I'd be like, the first time I've ever seen this. Having no idea what's going on in this film. Mm-hmm. Except, okay, it's a were-rabbit. Where's a were-rabbit? So, when uh, Gromit, who I just love. I yes. love Gromit. Because, be like, I like dogs. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. <laughs> it's a kindred spirit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh... So, we get, you know, Gromit doing his thing. He doesn't talk. He's just mm-hmm. a very intelligent, very distinct, distinct dog. Mm-hmm. He'd just be like, and so he walks in, be like, okay, this were-rabbit has terrorized the neighborhood. And so, we're we're given the viewpoint of the, uh, the, the rabbit who has been, you know, mind-altered, is in the cage, and he breaks out. And so, we're like, okay, that's the were-rabbit. Yeah. That's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Thought. It's like, okay, the rabbit's going to be the were-rabbit. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. It's like, okay, so you like you go through all of this and be like, the next morning, 
be like, oh, we, we, we've caught, we've caught the rare rabbit. And so they put the rat, they put the rabbit up. They put the rabbit in this big high tech cage, mm-hmm. which is like, like overdone beyond belief. And plus Gromit's making it. So it's cool. Yes. So, uh, then Gromit closes the door and realizes the mud prints go past the, the walk down to the basement. Yes. It goes straight into his Wallace's, Wallace's room. room. It's like, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and it's covered in vegetables. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is clever. The the entire you know switch twist. I was like, that is the coolest thing on the planet because mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> right. And uh, oh my gosh, that that was that was ingenious how they played that up. Yeah, and it's like, oh my gosh, Wallace is the were rabbit. Oh, that's gonna be funny. It's like wait. And- and then, to jump on yours, this is not yeah. my number three, yeah. but this is something I want to bring up with that. The part where they realize, next thing you're going to tell me is that Hutch is turning into me. And they run down there, and that is what happened. <laughs> he's, he's wearing the green he's sweater. He's wearing the green sweater, and he's saying Wallace's, Wallace's lines from different parts of the movie. It's like, that's ingenious. I don't yes. think I've ever seen anyone do that before. Oh yeah, with this, this concept, this ge- absolute genius when it came to that that the, the little twist. Because mm-hmm. to me, I was so convinced it's a rabbit. Yeah, the rabbit has become you know a, were- a werewolf. But I was now, like, wait, this was my second viewing of it. Okay, so one thing I saw that was interesting about Hutch mm-hmm. after you know he gets mind altered, mm-hmm. he's already holding his mouth like Wallace does in that first scene. Oh. I didn't realize that. It's subtle. And the mm-hmm. only reason I knew that is because I'd seen the movie before. So mm-hmm. I knew who the were-rabbit was and, okay. who, and what was going to happen to Hutch. Okay. And I'm going, and it's kind of hard to tell because the way the rabbit's being held, it's kind of like being held up by its the back it's, of its neck. Yeah. So its cheeks are already kind of puffed up mm-hmm. like Wallace's are. But then you realize that's not, that That was the first hint that of what actually happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, looking back now, it's like, oh, clever. Yeah. Clever bunny. So, my, the third thing I like. Uh Uh-huh. The sequence between Gromit and uh, Victor's dog, whose name I don't remember. Oh, yeah. (laughs) On the planes. Oh, yes. First off, I don't know if you caught this. The the plane that Gromit first takes off with is, of course, a model of a Royal Air Force airplane. From... World War uh, One. Mm-hmm. What plane does the other dog take off in? A blue. Is it's a blue, right? The Red Barons. Oh, of course, it is the Red Baron. Of course, Sno- it's a homage to Snoopy <laughs> and the Red Baron. <laughs> I looked at that. And go, they did that. <laughs> they actually made the only thing that made it better because I mean, they always said Snoopy was always. When he was in that fantasy, he was always a pilot for the Royal Air Force. Yeah. So they gave him a Royal Air Force plane because they obviously couldn't give Gromit the uh, the doghouse that you normally see yes. in the Snoopy cartoons when he's in that sequence. Mm-hmm. So, and then they're going through that. The plane runs out of money <laughs> and comes to a stop while Gromit is being choked out by this other dog. Gromit pushes him up, does the finger... Starts looking for money through his thing. The dog 
says, hang on. The other dog says, hang on. Pulls out the girliest coin purse he, <laughs> is possible. Starts going through it. And even tells the dog, you didn't see this, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then they, he puts more change back into the thing, closes it up. They get back into the position they were in before it started. And then the plane takes off again. It's like, that is so dumb. But I loved it so because good. it's hilarious. So good. It's like, Gromit, you had him. <laughs> You're smart enough to know you had him. What did you do? It's like, no, this is the gag. We have to keep going. It's British humor. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. That entire sequence was just glorious. Oh, yeah. So my number three of would have to be like just Gromit. Mm-hmm. Just Gromit in general. The He is basically Snoopy of this movie. Yes. That just be like he's he's always in the right place. At the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And Wallace is nowhere to be found, obviously. And he is so... He, I, Gromit is the most sarcastic character in this movie. Oh, yeah. He is so, so fun just to watch. I, and I hate to jump in on yours. I'm no, sorry. you're good. But my favorite, one of my favorite, other favorite parts with him in it mm-hmm. is when they decided the best way to catch the were-rabbit is through love. Because love is a trap. Oh, and they have the <laughs> giant... <laughs> Wear bunny stuffed thing on top that Gromit is controlling. <laughs> and at first it's just, you know, the standard Frankenstein <laughs> with the hands out and the yes. claws. And then Gr- Wallace tells him, Oh, Gromit, you gotta be more sultry or whatever. And so he starts doing the dun, 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 yeah. and does the high kicks the high and kicks. even does the the, sh- the, 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 the hip, hip thing. <laughs> And he's got an old button to make the bunny wink. <laughs> I, I love the follow-up scene where yes. they're, they're coming into the they, tunnel. They hit the bridge. <laughs> and the, the, and the rabbit comes off. Uh, and Wallace comes back to the gate. Thump! Yeah, and you look in there and Gromit is, is stuck to the ceiling by the wires. <laughs> you can actually see him in the top at the top of that where, you, where the, the thing came through the roof. But you can see his outline. <laughs> Oh, that was just genius. Just and of course, genius. at that point, you know, during that is what Wallace does one of his first mm-hmm. Rare Rabbit transformations that we know of. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first way you know it is the giant plastic carrots that you saw just a second ago. Oh, yeah. Falling mm-hmm. on those like, we just entered Jurassic Park, <laughs> but with a Rare Rabbit. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's that good. was the first thing that came to mind. I was like. This is the scene from Jurassic Park. <laughs> the only thing we're missing is the water, is the cup of water with the ripples, because the oh. rabbits aren't going to be that big. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> and, hop, hop, hop. <laughs> and then he somehow—I don't remember how he got connected to the were rabbit. As the were rabbit was burrowing oh, all the way through town. Oh, it was the the last one. The last one. The last one. The car. Yeah. He, he lassoes the rabbit. It just drags underground. And he's going down through and. He's, the truck is following him through this thing, and it's the, of course the mud is getting up on it. So, Gromit <laughs> turns on the windshield <laughs> wipers from light rain, heavy rain, mm. heavy loam. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no kid is going to know what loam is, but that's <laughs> funny. And for those of you who don't know, it's dirt, <laughs> it's soil. <laughs> 
Oh gosh, like that the the pilot scene, mm-hmm. the uh, the scene where uh, our main bad guy sh- is going to shoot Wallace as the were rabbit. Yes, and that whole like Matrix type scene <laughs> where Wallace be like Gromit well, comes in with the plane and like hits the plane and it's like it's just great. Another funny every he's, scene he's okay, so in is Victor's perfect. got another funny scene in that is that you know Victor has three golden bullets. Yes. Oh, the yes. first one is when he initially misses mm-hmm. back at Wallace's house. Yes. The third one he misses because he's a bad shot. Mm-hmm. If we get right down to it. But the second one, the reason it doesn't go towards the where of it at all is because he's trying to make the town shut up. So he fires his gun into the air. And says, "I've only got two one gold bullet left. <laughs> so I'm going to have to make the shot count. <laughs> and then that goes on. And he goes to get to the the vicar, whatever you call that guy, the priest. Yeah. He says, I need another gold bullet. It's going to take a while. Those are expensive. But how are we going to take this out? I don't know. And he, then he sees this big cannon and then remembers the golden carrot statue. Yeah. I'm thinking... You're going to try that, aren't you? There's no friggin' way that carrot is going to survive however you're going to launch it. Because I assume black powder, because it had to be a black powder cannon. Yeah. And yet somehow when they shoot the carrot, which misses Gromit too. Yeah, I thought it was a blunderbuster. So like, yeah. Well, no, it was a cannon that he somehow put a handle on. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> The handle of the rifle he was already using. He yeah. somehow crammed the two together. And he fires this thing. And somehow the golden carrot still has the leaves on it. It's like that's... Those would have melted it in that explosion that would have set that thing off. I'm sorry. It would have. It would have. But it's... It was still a good scene. Yeah, it was still a good scene. Still a very good scene. That's, and that even that's not one of my deterrents. So, or my things I didn't like. So since we didn't talk about... How we initially saw these movies. Yes. You said this was your first viewing? Yes, my first viewing. Okay. Oh, good night. Because, me, like, obviously, because I had seen, like, bits and pieces of the uh, Wallace Gromit shorts, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the years. And I just like, okay, that's a weird comedy thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Oh, okay. It's cool. Claymation. Cool. I have no idea why. And so I'll watch this film. And it's like, oh, okay. And then, you know, the little, the little, you know, uh, carrot gear start going into place of, like, oh, oh, that's where that's from. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I thought this was like a series of movies. It's like, no. Well, there is the uh, Three Great Adventures movie is actually the three short films, one right after the other. Yeah. And you have this movie, and then there's another short that came out in 2008. Yeah. And then I think there was a, a short-lived TV show. Yeah, that's what I remember. But that's pretty much the franchise right yeah. there. And then there's like another one somewhere. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, I had, of course, seen the Walls and Gromit shorts back when I was in high school, right after we got Cartoon Network. Because Cartoon Network, every once in a while, on Sunday morning of all times, huh. would play all three all three shorts, one right after the other. Huh. So I had recorded it once, and I've watched through all three of them. I thought, okay, this is... This is funny. I mean, it's, but I wasn't. I didn't have the taste for British humor at the time outside of Monty Python. So I thought, okay, these are funny. It's like, and then I found out they were actually making a movie based on it. And I remembered liking uh, Ardman's previous claymation movie, Chicken Run, mm-hmm. which we are going to do at some point, right? And I thought, 
oh, I'll go see this. This is going to be fun. It's coming out in October. It's going to be a Halloween movie. That could be funny. Uh-huh. So, one day when I was, I don't remember if I was, how I was off work and time. This, wait, this is 2008? 2005? Yeah. Yeah, 2005. I, okay, I would have, uh, I would not, I would have, that would have been the short amount of time I'm working <laughs> before I got hired on at Walmart. Gotcha. So, I... Or I just gotten hired on to Walmart. I don't remember which, but I, the, when I first got hired, I didn't have great hours. Yeah. But I just went and watched it one day when I was off work and didn't have, or I'd just gotten out of class. Something to that effect. Yeah. Had some time off. I'm in Tyler. I go to the movie theater and I watch it. And I remember being slightly disappointed when I came out. Yeah. Because it wasn't laugh out loud funny. Okay, yeah, I agree with you on that one. And I had not, and I had not gotten really into this style of comedy, and I wouldn't get into this style of comedy until about 2010 when I first started watching Doctor Who. Right. So, which Doctor Who's not a comedy, but it's the comedic bits match this. You know what yeah. I mean? So, this was actually the first time I've watched it since then. Okay. And I can tell you I liked it more this time. But it's still not, I think, what I wanted out of a Wallace and Gromit movie. But I can't say they didn't, they did some, I can't say they didn't do anything right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes sense. Somewhat. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So what was the first thing you didn't like about this movie, if anything? Uh, I think we've touched on a little bit of, ever since We Are Americans, and there again, kind of like you, the... Only real exposure I've had of British humor was a lot of the stuff my mom enjoyed watching mm-hmm. BBC America and not understanding a thing until I started watching Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Amazing how Doctor Who is the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm still not a huge fan of uh, British comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of my nitpicks about it because the, the comedy is very odd for you know obviously myself being an american and just just kind of odd now now granted it's good it's just not as british would say not my cup of tea okay what's your number one one thing the first thing i did not like i've kind of touched on this already also is that this was not the movie I think I wanted after having seen Chicken Run and having and remembering the short, I guess I was wanting something that was a little laugh out loud. Yeah, in terms of comedy, and it's and the story is still a little bit of well, it's British. It's mm-hmm. it's a very very British story. Yes, it's not one I think that actually can translate well outside of the United Kingdom. Yes. That's not a bad thing about it, but it does make it harder for, you know, Americans like me. Mm-hmm. But it's, at the same time, there's very little I can say they did wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just not, like you said, it's not really for me. Yeah. Despite the fact I'm, the, this was my choice, my, one of my choices for Halloween month. Because mm-hmm. I still like the movie. There are parts of it I think are funny. But nothing is making... I can tell you I smiled throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you I laughed that much outside of a giggle. Yeah. And not even a big giggle. Yeah. Or like a, <laughs> kind of giggle. 
okay. That's like, okay, that was clever. Oh, yeah. that's funny. That's interesting. Cool. And the thing is, for most of, and I can say this is, for me, pretty typical of most of the Aardman stuff I've watched. Because mm-hmm. it's funny, it's clever, but with the exception of Chicken Run, which had some pretty funny shots, mm-hmm. and some funny things, this does not hit that bone. So anyway. Oh, yeah. My, I guess you could say my biggest problem with this, it's not Chicken Run. Okay. Gotcha. I still haven't seen with Chicken Run. Oh, you, we'll get to it maybe within the next year. I've got to get a copy. Okay. That's the big the only reason we've not done it yet is because uh, I don't have a copy of decent quality. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- I think the DVD I have, as I do have it on DVD, but mm. the problem is I scratched up. Oh, okay. So. I got you. So, my number two. It's... There again, not understanding fully the the Wallace and Gromit history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it really odd. Be like, okay, this is real adventure inventions. <laughs> yes, and, and uh, now Grant be like, I understand now. I understand why he does all the inventions. I understand why he's this mm-hmm. and this and this. This is what he does. This is what and he this does. Is, and all of the inventions you see in this movie are in line with the stuff from the shorts. Yes, and. You know, going into this film, be like not having a full understanding of that. It was so strange. Mm-hmm. It was so odd. And I was like, okay, like like you talked about earlier, the 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 fact that every home had different how like the alarms were set, the locks, and mm-hmm. everything. Okay, inventive, but incredibly odd. <laughs> and the way you know which one went off, a picture with light bulbs, light bulbs in a, yes. in a portrait goes off. That's how you know whose house is, whose vegetables are currently being nabbed by rabbits. Okay. My second thing. Yeah. This is a logistical thing. Yeah. Because admittedly, despite the fact we live in East Texas and there are rabbits. Yes. All over the place. I have never heard... Of any farmer around here, at least, complaining about rabbits eating their vegetables. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah, it happens. And I'm sure it's probably a lot more common than I know. But this concept that these rabbits are so... Rabbit? Rabid, for lack of a better term. Yes. Over these vegetables that you have to lock the vegetable the prized vegetables themselves in a security system not to protect it from people who would steal the vegetables or mutilate the vegetables or any other things that would normally come up in a competition it's to keep the rabbits out and there's so much of a problem that the everyone's idea of what to do with them is to kill them Mm -hmm. but for reasons that's never explained, Wallace and Gromit don't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, Lady, the fact that they don't do it is why Lady Tottingham starts to like them because oh. she wants a humane way of getting rid of them. Yeah. The rest of the town doesn't give a flip as long as the rabbits aren't eating their vegetables. Mm-hmm. So why are Wallace and Gromit even being humane in the first place with the rabbits? There's no no reason is given yeah. for why this is the route they decide to go for their anti-pest 
business. Yeah. As far as I remember, this is the only time this anti-pest business ever showed up huh. in anything. This is an right. original thing for this movie. Mm-hmm. So, because, you know, he's an inventor. He was supposed to get all of his money from the different inventions. Mm-hmm. That worked or not, it's beside the point. But, I don't know, it's just that. That's a, that's a concept they tell you and you're supposed to accept and know nothing in that. And admittedly, most of my experience with bunny rabbits has been Bugs Bunny. Because <laughs> he's a pest for other reasons. Yeah. And he does eat carrots randomly and is a pest to some degree. But maybe it's just because I'm too city-fied. I don't know. That could be it. It's just... It seemed like... Because I guess the thought in my mind was if the rabbits are this bad... Are this bad in real life. Mm-hmm. This isn't got to be an exaggeration of what we see in real life. Yeah, and it's that's why it's funny. Yeah. Well, to give it like a very interesting story that my grandfather in Louisiana mm-hmm. back in like the nineties. Admittedly, I've seen more trouble from locusts and worms mm-hmm. than I've ever seen from a bunny rabbit. Yeah. My grandfather would be like he had a garden, he had carrots and peas and whole enchilada. Because mm-hmm. I remember him complaining about the rabbits. Like rabbits were getting the grabbing, you know, getting into the the the, the cabbage patch, mm-hmm. and like getting really irritated by the rabbits. Mila had to go out there and shoot the rabbits. So in that, I understand. I understand from that. Just thinking about it when you said that, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember my grandpa, my grandpa Heron, complaining about the rabbits getting into his garden. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Uh, it's just not in my experience that rabbits are that bad. Yeah, that's. So that's really, I think that's more on me than yeah. the movie. Yeah. It's just, it seemed like, it seems like if you went into a movie and the complaint they were talking about were all the 18-wheelers on the road. Like in a car, I say a Cars yeah. movie and everyone's saying the 18-wheelers are a pest because they're always on the road, they're always in your way. And it's like, okay, I see that, I understand that, but not every car on the road is an 18-wheeler <laughs> that's causing you problems. Mm-hmm. Why are rabbits the only problem we're seeing that they're having to protect from to this ex- extra extent that we see throughout the movie? Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of that's for comedy sake, yeah. but I don't know, that just didn't translate to my mind. I understood. What was, do you have a third thing uh, that you didn't like? Not really. Not really. There's, I, I really can't think of anything on the top of my head that was really bothered me about the film other than those two um yeah i really can't think of anything of yourself uh, the only other thing i can think of actually deals with hutch okay here's the thing i do like the concept that when that you know wallace is grabbing getting the rabbit tendencies hutch is getting wallace's yeah. tendencies. that's oh. clever okay yeah, yeah yeah that part's clever and the fact that his bunny brain maybe not be sophisticated enough to actually form coherent sentences. Yeah. That's okay. But at the same time, it's like that's that joke is shown. It comes up in a couple spots. Yeah. And then it feels like when you get to the climax, when they get to the fair and, you know, Wallace in his, as a were-rabbit is doing his thing. Gromit and the other dog are doing their thing. Victor Quartermain's trying to kill him. We never see anything with Hutch. Yeah. It's like they brought had this great idea for a joke and didn't use it. Yeah, he's to the fullest stuck in the... extent that they could have. Uh-huh. 
I don't I don't know what they could have done with Hutch during that sequence, yeah. but there should have been something like Hutch getting involved, maybe uh, Hutch trying to protect Lady Quarter and Lady Quarter, Lady uh, Tottingham, yeah, or something because obviously the rabbit should if from when he was when the rabbit and Wallace thing he should have some kind of affection for yeah. Lady Tottingham, I mean, yeah. There should be something, and maybe have him protect her during all this. Mm-hmm. Maybe him attacking Victor mm-hmm. while he's trying to shoot. That could oh, have been that funny. Been funny. <laughs> that could have been good. But it's like from the time they get to the the competition, yeah, until the very last scene when they blow him up through the thing, and he says cheese. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's true. It's it's kind of, it's it's a waste of opportunity. It's a waste, for a kid. It's a waste of opportunity. And admittedly, I know that represents work. Yeah, to make that go. They only have so much budget. It could be that maybe that was an original idea, but they had so many other stuff they were doing in there. They couldn't mm-hmm. afford to do the Hutch stuff. Maybe I don't know. It just feels like if you can't couldn't do if you couldn't keep that part of the character strong. From his introduction, from his real introduction as mm-hmm. Wallace, uh, as the, the Wallace-sized Hutch. Yeah. From that point to the very end, why bring him back up at the very end yeah. and not, at the very least, show him somewhere at that competition? Yeah. That actually brought up a point of mine that I had thought of, and it's the idea that Hutch and Wallace. Be like, obviously, they got you know mind switched. Yes, in a way. So, it wasn't a complete mind switch because yeah. Hutch did not gain any intelligence. Yeah, he just he, he gained just the got... ability to talk, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a cartoon. You let that go. Yeah. The problem was is that Hutch remained his Wallace self the entire time, mm-hmm. where Wallace would turn into a were rabbit only when the moon was out. Yes. So. And also another thing, Hutch is still Wallace at the end of the movie. Yeah. Shouldn't that mean Wallace should be turning into the were-rabbit after the movie ends? Because as far as we know, he wasn't cured. Yeah. Well, the they do they do give the where uh, Wall, Wallace is unconscious and like some and like I think uh, Gromit does something. It'd be like in those those waves are coming off of his head. I guess. And so that, that, that Well he that, does something with the, the bun back. Yeah, the bun back. But at the same time it just Yeah, it 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 doesn't quite make there sense. There should have been a... if they want to solidify that everything's back to the way it was, yeah. Hutch should not have been so Wallace at the end of it. Yeah. And so yeah, that was that would be my number three. Mm-hmm. Was the fact that there or, was no Or shoot. Have Hutch be involved with re Hutch should be, they should have to get their brains swapped again so the Wallaceisms go back to Wallace and the Hutches go back to Hutch. Yeah. They should have, that's what they should have done with, with Hutch. Yeah. Have him be part of the climax instead of disappearing. Yeah. And like I said, maybe that was the original intention and they just ran out of money and time. That could have been it. Because like we said, this thing was made at a breakneck pace for, for this stuff. Oh yeah. To come out in 2008, 2005. Mm-hmm. Keep wanting to say 2008, and I don't know why. Yeah. That'd been a long production. That'd been that, longer that, than tailed, yeah. almost. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be my number three inch. Okay. 
Um, like you said, uh, we do both agree this is a family-friendly movie. Yes. What would you rate it? Uh, I would rate this as a solid 8. Okay. Solid 8. It's a fun movie. Uh, now granted, they, it does have the, the, um, the, cult, the culture distance between a British comedy and, and so there's that disconnect. Yes. There's the disconnect with a lot of the jokes and where as an American, you know, who obviously grew up more in the city. Yeah. Don't give me the argument about be like, if you live where I live for most of my life, this is like, oh, it's a country. When you live less than 500 feet away from the lake. That's not country. Well, I mean, the lake is in the sorta. Kind of, sort of. Well, that's the thing. We both live in East Texas, and yes. we don't live in any of the big cities, so we yeah. might, we're half country anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Partially country. I mean, you did have a snake in your in the middle of your front door yes. This, yes. yesterday morning, so... But they, ha- they have that in Dallas. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Anyways... So yeah, there there is that kind of culturally cultural disconnect that you know. Don't get me wrong; it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Watch it; it's enjoyable. There is just that that disconnect of culture, and the some of the jokes go whoop right over my head. Yeah, it's like what in the world that what does that mean? And so yeah, that's the only reason I would give this any you know negativity and just give it a solid eight. It's mm-hmm. it's a great film. You? I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, I will say that uh, you know, with the cultural differences, mm-hmm. it, the most of the jokes may not land mm-hmm. over here in stateside. Uh, so just bear that in mind. Mm-hmm. But it's a fun movie. It's you know, I don't know if ain't admittedly there is the old saying that kids will watch whatever you put them in front of, and this is very intelligent. Mm-hmm. comedy so this is probably something maybe kids should watch yeah and it's not really that scary no it's not i mean i guess there might be some spots where with the, the were rabbit jumping around because if you can imagine how scary a man-sized rabbit jumping around would actually be uh, <laughs> and this is even bigger than that uh there's some of that but it's still a fun movie and i can't yeah. imagine why any kid would not enjoy it some degree I agree. Even if they don't get the Britishisms. Yeah, it's still going to be a fun a fun little ride. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, I mean, like, if you don't like Gromit, what is wrong with you? Well, and the thought crosses my mind is I remember watching Ricky Ticky Tabby when I was a kid. Yeah. Dang, that is completely alien to the way I, to my, to my upbringing. Yeah. We watched The Jungle Book for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's based in Africa, an entirely different culture. Uh-huh. And we're fine. We were fine with it. Yeah. Hey, kids, today watch Frozen. That's Norwegian. Yeah. Not Norwegian. It's Nor- Dutch. Yeah, it's Dutch. Norway. Yeah, Norway. European. It's even farther east than Britain. So this shouldn't be much different. Yeah, but the only problem with those, there's a lot they're of... Americanized a they're, Amer- they're Americanized a this little bit. This is not so, Americanized. This is so British, it's not even funny. Yes. But it's funny for British, but not... For Americans. Well, there's some funny yeah. Americans will get. Yeah. I don't think the car locking joke will land with anybody because that's just so, really? You did that? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of another episode. Uh, of course, we are in the middle of Halloween month, so mm. we are not rolling for a movie. Yes. But we do only have one movie left in Halloween month. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be... The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. After Nightmare Before Christmas, 
just so everyone is aware, we are going to be starting Jib uh, Studio Ghibli Month Part 1, where we're going to go through, eventually, it's going to take us a while to do this, but essentially what I'm wanting to do is every November, mm -hmm. we go through the uh, Hayao Miyazaki and the Studio mm -hmm. Ghibli's movies yes. from beginning to end, from the, you know, the from the oldest stuff to current. Yes. So, starting two weeks from when you hear this, which should be the first Saturday in November, we're going to watch Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro, which if you have been listening for a while, you know I tried to get that played for a while now, and then I dropped it out. So, <laughs> we're finally going to get to that movie after having yes. teased it since summer? Yeah, the summer. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to go into Nausicaa and the Valley of the Winds, uh -huh. followed by Castle in the Sky, followed by Grave of the Fireflies, mm -hmm. and ending on My Neighbor Totoro for ah. November. Ah. And we'll talk about Christmas when we get to Christmas. Yeah. Because we don't have that finalized yet, I don't No, think. we don't. Uh, I've got an idea of what I want to bring, but we'll see. Yeah. Well... The thing is, with a lot of the Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli, mm -hmm. there, there's a few of them I recognize, and there's others is like, okay, I've only heard of these. Be like, I've never seen My Neighbor Totoro. And people look Which, at me like, I'm the foot. Well, that is one of the ones that's like, you're an animation nerd and you've never seen My Neighbor Totoro? That's the best one! That's... I don't think it's the best one, but yes. Yes. it's one of the good ones, and it's one of those you hear about if you're interest, any interested at all in anime and you've not seen it, it just sounds weird. Yes. But thankfully, we're ending on that one at Thanksgiving mm -hmm. after we've cried our eyes out to Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, keep on the lookout for that. Uh, Jacob, where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook and also my art page on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner. Where I try to draw every day. Uh, I don't get around to that as much as I would like. And with just a ton of stuff coming up. Um, there's an art project I'm going to work for a uh, Bible study we're both in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try working on that. So I've kind of put Inktober on the, bar the back burner. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, I'll be working on that. And uh, that artwork will come up probably... Sunday afternoon, mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon. So if you guys, after listening to another episode, a, pre a previous episode, uh, yeah, I don't know because this should be out by the time that should be out by the just right between uh, this episode and Scooby Doo. That's Scooby right. Scooby Doo. Scooby should be releasing this Saturday. That's right. And then this one, this episode that we're recording right now, will release Saturday after that. Okay. So, after you listen to Scooby-Doo, which you should have by now, yeah. if you're listening to this. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. Just go to, go to his art page, see his artwork. I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. I have faith. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyways, be like, yeah, that's where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Jacob B. Heron. Yeah, Jacob B. Dot Heron. B. Dot? Yeah. Be that dog. Anyway. Uh, where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can also find me on Facebook under Drew Dodgen. And you can find my collection of photos as I add to them slowly but surely over at Drew's Photo Bin. I haven't had a chance to get out and take 
pictures, but technically it is nice as it is outside. I should be able to get oh, out yes. a little more often. And plus, coming into fall, mm-hmm. you know how fall is around here, yes. how pretty it is. It's, yes. There might be some fall photos coming. You know, Good deal. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Also, you can find me on uh, Twitter at ggeorge759. Mm-hmm. If you see a picture of a Gorn from Star Trek walking through a field of flowers, you found the right But uh, you can also find both of us mm-hmm. on our website, uh, thecellcast.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. On that website, you can find links for to listen to us on iTunes. I still do that. Just find links to find us on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can find a link to our closed Facebook group. Uh, the Cellcast. It is kept closed to keep the rabbits out. Indeed. Which is odd because of how often we like to chase rabbits. Oh, uh, that we do. <laughs> uh, and of course, you can also find us on our Twitter account, cast underscore, at cast underscore cell, where we do at least try to post about uh, the episode as it comes out, so you can find us there as well. Uh, is there anything else that I'm missing? Uh, there is one... Admittedly, I do need to make a regular Facebook page. It's oh. uh, just wanted to promote a uh, little. All right. While you're looking that up, right quick, I'll go over this uh, this that uh, friend of uh, a uh, some listener input. Yeah, I should say. Okay. Uh, back on September 30th in the Facebook group, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine, Joseph Hammer, asked for uh, put in a movie uh, suggestion for us to take a look into. Okay. Treasure Planet. Okay, yeah. Which is technically based on Robert Louis Stevenson's uh, book, Treasure Island. Oh, okay. I, I'm all for it once we get around to it. I'm hoping that's one of those that shows up on Disney+. Plus. I would hope so. But uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. That will definitely go into the slot because I've heard mm-hmm. so many good things about that film. That it's definitely one of those movies that was just completely underrated. Yeah. Uh, well, it's in that stretch of movies where you just didn't hear about Disney movies being released. Yeah. Because they weren't, you know, over the... They weren't, you know, blowing the top off. Mm -hmm. Anyway, your brother? Yeah, anyways, I can't find anything. I can't find anything. Okay. Yeah, we'll just have to come back and, you know, some other... Anyways! (laughs) Alright, so... Reward. We were ending. Yeah, that's right. I asked if there was anything else. You said you were going to find something for your brother, and then that's where we stopped. Okay. And then I mentioned that about Treasure Planet. Okay. Is there anything else to get get this movie to finish? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, not that I can think of. (laughs) All right. This has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. Uh, Shaggy, Scooby. Yeah? You got anything? Because I don't. Bruh. We got any rabbits? The store was out of rabbits today, unfortunately. Uh, ready, ready, No, I got nothing. The guys expect us to do this again every week. Yeah. We can't come up with anything for this movie. How are they going to end? Like, I don't know. Maybe just fly everybody. I'll get you. Ruby Dooby Doo!
time on Puzzlecast. You've poisoned me for the last time, you wretched girl. a series of experiments. Perfectly marvelous. Curiosity killed the cat, you know. I know. Come on into the lab and we'll get you all fixed up. <laughs> <laughs> 